Hello and welcome back to Wave Radio Show. I'm your host, Jetwave. It's been a while since I have done a recording. And the last recording was based on the 1990s movies. And I did a lot of them on the PG-13 movies and movies, PG movies and PG-13 movies. And there was a, le- a comment left on my uh Instagram account that is asking me why I don't do rated R movies. So I'm going to answer that comment um, tonight. The reason is that I have people who like to listen to PG and PG-13. And it's family, child, friendly shows that I like to have on my programs and on my shows so that's my perspective and I like to respect others opinions and other people's feelings and I don't want to hurt anyone else's feelings or cause any issues when people listening to my shows and my show is based off of old classic nostalgic radio technique t- style shows. I don't want to play like modern stuff that doesn't have a good ambience sound to it. So I play shows that have a good ob- ambience sound and that was done like theater style and and that's what I really love. I love theater. And I have been to many theater shows before. And I enjoy them. And so I'm digressing and and wasting time on the film that I'm going to show tonight. So that's my opinion. And that's my thoughts and so if people are confused why I do not uh, record rated R shows that's why and so let's continue on to my tonight's show the tonight's show is based on 1933's classic King Kong I think I never done a monster flick on my program, and so I hope you enjoy the giant prehistoric ape, King Kong. Here we go.
say, is this the moving picture ship? The picture? Yeah. Are you going on this crazy voyage? What's crazy about it? I don't know, but everybody around here is talking about that crazy fellow that's running it. Carl Denham? Guess that's the name. They say he ain't scared of nothing. If he wants a picture of a lion, he just goes up to him and tells him to look pleasant. He's a tough egg, all right, but why all this talk about this voyage being crazy? Well, uh, everybody around the docks is talking about the cargo, for one thing. And I never did see a ship this size with such a crew. Not enough men to handle her? Not enough. Three times more than the ship needs. I don't see where they're going to have room enough to sleep. Hey, down there. What do you want? Denim aboard? Well, who are you? My name's Weston, the theatrical agent. Oh, why didn't you say so? Come on aboard. Denim's getting wild. I hope you've got some good news for him. Well, Mr. Denim, you know the reasons for hurrying as well as I do. Insurance companies found out we're carrying explosives and the marshal will be aboard tomorrow or next day. Well, I suppose if we make a legal case of it, we'll be tied up for months, huh? With enough ammunition to blow up the harbor? <laughs> what do you think the marshal will say to these new gas bombs of yours? According to you, one of them is enough to knock out an elephant. We've got to get to where we're going before the monsoon starts. Oh, you can trust me to see you through a blow, I hope. Well, I don't get sore, Skipper. But you know what it means to run into the tropical rainy season when you're trying to make an outdoor picture. Months wasted, money gone, and nothing to show for it. Still, you always bring back a picture. And everybody says there's only one Carl Denham. Uh, Weston, I was just going ashore to call you. If I'd known that, I'd have waited. Oh, this is the skipper, uh, Weston, a theatrical agent. I guess you met Driscoll, the first mate? Yes. Well, Weston, how about the girl? It can't be done, Denham. What? It's got to be done. Now look here, Weston. Somebody's interfered with every girl I've tried to hire. And now all the agents in town have shut down on me. All but you. You know I'm square. Everybody knows you're square, Denham. But you've got a reputation for recklessness that can't be glossed over. And then you're so secretive. You said it. But even the skipper and the mate don't know where they're going. What? There you are. I've got a conscience, Denham. I can't send a young, pretty girl such as you ask on a job like this without telling her what to expect. And what is she to expect? To go off on a trip for no one knows how long, to some spot you don't even hint at, the only woman on the ship with the toughest mugs I ever looked at. Uh, I mean the crew. <laughs> Good Lord, you talk as if I never brought anybody back alive. The skipper and Driscoll have stuck to me on two trips. They look well enough. Sure, we're healthy. <laughs> it's a different thing taking a girl into danger. Then I suppose there's no danger in New York. Listen, there are dozens of girls in this town tonight that are in more danger than they'll ever see with me. Yeah, but they know that kind of danger. You never had a woman in any of your other pictures. Why do you want one in this? Holy mackerel, do you think I want to haul a woman around? Then why? Because the public, bless them, must have a pretty face to look at. Sure, everybody likes romance. Well, isn't there any romance or adventure in the world without having a flapper in it? Well, Mr. Denham, why not take a picture in a monastery? Yeah. Makes me sore. I go out and sweat blood to make a swell picture, and then the critics and the exhibitors all say, if this picture had love interest, it would gross twice as much. All right, the public wants a girl, and this time I'm going to give them what they want. I don't know why you're going to get her. I've got to get her, Weston. We've got to leave here on the morning tide. We've got to be gone by daylight. Why? Well, there's a good reason. Everything I hear about this thing makes me like it less. I'm glad I didn't get you a girl. You are, eh? 
Well, I'll show you. You think I'm going to give up just because you can't find me a girl with a backbone? Listen, I'm going out and make the greatest picture in the world, something that nobody's ever seen or heard of. You'll have to think up a lot of new adjectives when I come back. Where are you going? I'm going out and get a girl for my picture, even if I have to marry one. Take anything? Sir. I didn't, Troy. I didn't. I'll treat people this week. Hey, hey, here's a book. A book? Scram. you just out of kindness. How'd you ever get into this fix? Bad luck, I guess. But then there are a lot of girls like me. Not many with your looks. I can get by in good clothes, all right, but when a girl gets too shabby... No family? I'm supposed to have an uncle someplace. You ever do any acting? I used to do extra work now and then over on Long Island. The studio's closed now. What's your name? Andero. Fine. I've got a job for you. Costumes on the ship will fit you. Broadway shops are still open. I can get some clothes for you there. Come on. But, but what is it? It's money and adventure and fame. It's the thrill of a lifetime and a long sea voyage that starts at 6 o'clock tomorrow morning. No, wait. I, I don't understand. You must tell me. I do want the job so, but... I, I can't... Oh, I see. No, you've got me wrong. This is strictly business. Well, I only wanted sure. to... Sure. Sure you did. I got a little excited and I forgot you didn't understand. Listen, I'm Carl Denham. Ever hear of me? Yes. Yes. You make moving pictures in jungles and places. That's right. And I picked you for the lead in my next picture. We sail at six. Where to? A long way off. Now listen, Ann. I'm on the level. No funny business. What do I have to do? Just trust me and keep your chin up. Um. 
Hey, you men on that winch. Down below on the deck and help with these hatches. Carry this line forward. Forward, you farmhand, up here. What are you doing up here? I just wanted to see. Oh, you just wanted to see. Oh, I'm sorry. Make that line fast. Is that girl Denham picked up last night, aren't you? Yes. I think this is awfully exciting. I've never been on a ship before. Well, I've never been on one with a woman before. I guess you don't think much of women on ships, do you? No, they're a nuisance. Well, I'll try not to be. You've been on the way already. Bring that ladder aboard. Well, you better stay below. What? The whole voyage? I'm afraid I didn't apologize very good for hitting you just now. That was a pretty tough rap on the chin. Uh-huh. Well, we're off. We're off. Hey, Charlie, how many potatoes do you think you've peeled in six weeks? Too many. <laughs> Sailors eat an awful lot, don't they? All time eat. Someday me go back to China, never see no more potatoes. <laughs> oh, Charlie, isn't the ocean wonderful? Very pretty. Pretty soon you'll be an awesome sailor, only not eat so much. I'd like to be. Only, of course, it wasn't so nice up north when it was cold and rough, was it? Ocean very nice when you order weather or some eggs for breakfast. Hello, Ann. Hello, Jack. Where you been all morning? Trying on costumes for Mr. Denham. He's going to make some tests of me this afternoon here on deck if the light's right. Tests? Why? Oh, to see which side of my face looks best and all that. Both sides look all right to me. Hmm. Yes, but you're not the movie director. <laughs> if I was, you wouldn't be here. Well, is that a nice thing to say? Oh, this is no place for a girl. I wish you wouldn't keep harping on that. It's very mean of you. Anybody would think I'd been a lot of trouble. <laughs> I haven't. You can't say I've been one bit of trouble to anyone. Have I? Sure you have. Sure you have. I don't see... Well, how? Just, just being around is trouble. Oh, dear, and I thought everything was going so nicely. Oh, you're all right, but... But women, women just can't help being a bother. Made that way, I guess. Well, anyhow. I've had the happiest time of my life on this old ship. That's, that's fine. Say, did you really mean that, Anne? Of course I mean it. Everyone's so nice to me, Mr. Denham and the Skipper. And... Don't you think the Skipper's a sweet old lamb? <laughs> I'd hate to have him hear me say that. Iggy's nice to me. Iggy likes me better than he likes anybody on board. Don't you, Iggy? <laughs> That's right, of course you do. Beauty and the Beast, eh? Well, now, I never thought I was good looking. <laughs> oh, Ann, will you put on one of those costumes? The light's about right for those tests now. All right, Mr. Denham. I won't be a minute. Beauty and the Beast. Mr. Denham, 
<clears throat> I'm going to do some butting in. What's your trouble, Driscoll? When do we find out where we're going? Pretty soon now. You going to tell us what happens when we get there? How can I? I'm not a fortune teller. Well, hang it, you must have some idea what you're after. What's the matter, Jack? You're going soft on me? Oh, uh, you know I'm not. Not for myself. Grant. Oh, you have gone soft on her, eh? I've got enough troubles without a love affair to complicate things. Better cut it out, Jack. Love affair. You think I'm going to fall for any dame? I never knew it to fail. Some big, hard-boiled egg gets a look at a pretty face and bang, he cracks up and goes sappy. Now, who's going sappy? Listen, I haven't run out on you, have I? No, you're a pretty tough guy. But if beauty gets you, you... <laughs> I'm going right into a theme song here. Say, what are you talking about? It's the idea of my picture. A beast was a tough guy, too. He could lick the world. But when he saw beauty, she got him. He went soft. He forgot his wisdom, and the little fellas licked him. Think it over, Jack. Mr. Denham, the skipper wants you up on the bridge. He says we've reached the position you marked. Good. Come on, Jack, you're in on this. I'm going to spill it. There's our known position. Two south, 90 east. Now, you promised me some information when we reached these latitudes. Way west of Sumatra. And way out of any waters I know. I know the East Indies like I do my own hand, but I've never been here. Where do we go from here? Southwest. Southwest? Well, there's nothing. Nothing for thousands of miles. Keep your shirt on, Skipper. We're not going thousands of miles. Here's the island we're looking for. Well, that position is... Let's have the big chart. You won't find that island on any chart. That was made by the Skipper of a Norwegian bark. We must have been kidding. No, he wasn't. Listen. A canoe full of natives from this island was blown to sea. When the bark picked him up, there was only one alive. He died before they reached port, but not before the skipper had pieced together a description of the island and got a fairly good idea of where it lies. Where'd you get hold of it? In Singapore, two years ago. The skipper knew I'd be interested. Does he believe it himself? I don't know, but I do. Here, what the island looks like. There's a long sandy peninsula. The only possible landing place is through this reef. Rest of the shoreline is sheer precipice, hundreds of feet high. And across the base of that peninsula, cutting it off from the rest of the island, is a wall. A wall? Built so long ago that the people who lived there have slipped back, forgotten the higher civilization that built it. But that wall is as strong today as it was centuries ago. The natives keep that wall in repair. They need it. Why? There's something on the other side of it. Something they fear. A hostile tribe. Did you ever hear of Kong? Why, yes. Some native superstition, isn't it? A god or a spirit or something. Well, anyway, neither beast nor man. Something monstrous, all-powerful, still living, still holding that island in a grip of deadly fear. Well, every legend has a basis of truth. I tell you, there's something on that island that no white man has ever seen. And you expect to photograph it? If it's there, you bet I'll photograph it. Suppose it doesn't like having its picture taken. Well, now you know why I brought along those cases of gas bombs. Oh, you put on a Beauty and Beast costume, eh? Mm-hmm. 
It's the prettiest. All right. Just uh, stand right over there. I'm sort of nervous. Suppose I don't photograph well. You don't have to worry about that. If I hadn't been sure, I wouldn't have brought you halfway around the world. What'll I do? Well, we'll start with a profile. When I start cranking, I hold it a minute and then turn slowly toward me. Uh, you see me. You smile a little, then you listen, and then you laugh. All right? Camera. Looks kind of silly, don't it? Pretty damn, huh? You think maybe he'd like to take my picture, huh? Them cameras cost money. Shouldn't think he'd risk it. Oh, that's fine, Ann. Now we'll try one with a filter, eh? Do you always take the pictures yourself? Ever since the trip I made to Africa, I don't got a swell picture of a charging rhino, but the cameraman got scared. <laughs> that darn fool, I was right there with a the rifle. Seems he didn't trust me to get the rhino before it got him. I'm fooled with cameraman sense. I do it myself. Think he's crazy, Skipper? Just enthusiastic. Now, Anna, this one you're looking down. When I start to crank, you look up slowly. You're quite calm. You don't expect to see a thing. Then you just follow my directions. All right? Camera. Look up slowly, Ann. That's it. You don't see anything. Now look higher. Still higher. Now you see it. You're amazed. You can't believe it. Your eyes open wider. It's horrible, Anne, but you can't look away. There's no chance for you, Anne. No escape. You're helpless, Anne. Helpless. There's just one chance. If you can scream, but your throat's paralyzed. Try to scream, Anne. Cry. Perhaps if you didn't see it, you could scream. Throw your arms across your eyes and scream, Anne. Scream for your life. What's he think she's really going to see? This infernal fog. Sure of your position, Skipper? Of course. Last night before this fog shut down, I got a good sight. We should be near the island. We don't see it when this fog lifts, we never will. We've quartered these parts. You can't see a hand in front of your face. Hey, Charlie, I wish you'd make a super thick as this. No, put him at 30. Norwegian skipper must have been guessing at the position. How will we know it's the right island? The mountain that looks like a skull. Oh, yes, I'd forgotten. You told me. Skull Mountain. Shallowing fast. Mr. Brake, dead slow. Dead slow, sir. Confound this fog. What's she draw, Skipper? Four. Why not the old man he too till it clears? Taint the old man. It's that crazy guy, Danham. Listen. You hear anything? No. Let's go! That's not breakers. That's drums.
shiver now that the fog's lifted. Do you see anybody? Not a living thing. Funny they haven't spotted us. I'd think the whole population would be on the beach. Listen. Maybe they have spotted us and they're signaling. Well, Skipper, do you believe me now? There it is. Skull Mountain, the wall. Everything just like on my funny little map. Come on, let's get started. All right. Uh, Twelve men go ashore with you and the rest stay aboard. Have I got a good man with those gas bombs? Uh-huh. I think you better go along, Skipper. You may be able to talk to these birds ashore. All right. Mr. Adams. Aye, sir. To take charge of the ship. Aye, aye, sir. I'm going ashore with you, aren't I? You bet. I don't think she ought to go till we find out what's going on. Uh, now, wait a minute. Who's running this show? I found out from experience always to keep my cast and my cameras right with me. Never can tell when you want them. Yeah, but you're crazy to risk Now, Jack, run along and deal out the rifles and ammunition. And get me a couple of huskies to carry my stuff. And, Jack, don't forget the costume box. If we're lucky enough, we make it a swell shot right away. Come on, Ed. Holy mackerel, what a show. Hey, Skipper, 
clean. Get a load of this. Ever see anything like that before in your life?
Yeah, blondes are scarce around here. Mola Mapakeno. Kong War Bisa. Kao Bisa for Kong. It's a gift for Kong, he says. Good Lord. Yama. Table Malam Nahi. Wants to buy her. Send a seat to Malam Atikadia. Malam Apakeno. He's offering to trade six of his women for Anne. You got her into this, Venom. Tida. Tida. Malem Ani Rota Nahi. I'm going to take her back to the ship. Better all get out of here before they think to cut us off from the beach. I guess so, but tell them we'll be back tomorrow to make friends. Dulu. Dulu Hitego. Bala. Dulu. Get going, Anne. you weren't the only one. I wonder what we do next. It's just what's worrying me. If Denham's such a fool for risks, there's no telling what he might ask you to do for this picture. Well, after all he's done for me, I'd take any kind of chance for him. Don't talk like that. So he's crazy enough to try anything. Well, I won't go back on him. And I think what might have happened today. See, if anything had happened to you... Well, then you wouldn't be bothered with having a woman on board. <laughs> Don't laugh. I'm scared for you. I'm sort of... Well, I'm scared of you, too. And... Uh, I, uh... Uh... Say... I guess I love you. Why, Jack! You hate women! Yeah, I know. But you aren't women. Say, uh, Anne... I don't suppose, uh, I mean, well, you don't feel anything like that about me, do you? Mr. Driscoll, are you on deck? Yes, sir. Will you please come up on the bridge? You go on, I'll wait here. Yes, sir.
Absolutely sure tomorrow noon. Oh, it must be almost midnight. Hey! Look at that! Torches going through the village. Yeah. Looks like the night before election. Listen to him. Wonder what's up. Wish I could take pictures by firelight. I'd sneak ashore and get a scene now. Oh, be sensible. We're lucky to go all safe aboard tonight. Yeah, I guess so. Charlie, you seen Missy? Me not see one, two hours. When we leave this place, me no like. This. Someone's been aboard. Where's Anne? In her cabin. No, she isn't. I just looked. What's the matter, Mr. Driscoll? Check the ship. Find Miss Darrow. Anne. Oh, Anne. Did you see her? No. I'll look below. Did you find her? Can't find her forward. She's not below. Can't find her Anne. Anne's gone. Tell about the rifles and the boats. Take this ammunition up there. Come on, you fellas. Grab these guns. Let's get going. Check these farm chases. Be careful. Pass those rifles up over the side. Come on. Let's go. Me like he go too. Me like he catch you, Mason. Ah, this is no job for a cook. Get on. Come on. Shut her up, man. We're going over the side. Get away together, man. Take an end! 
Connor Kong. Otarave Rama Kong. Wasaba Sanamaka. Otarave Rama Kong.
telling which way it went through. This darkness. The thing she's been through here. Look at those broken bricks. Yeah, look at that. Keep up, fellas. You couldn't lose us now. Ought to be sun up about now. Yeah. Just listen to those birds. It's dawn, all right. Look there. Yeah, that's a track, all right. Look at the size of that thing. He must be as big as a house. The pipe is headed this way. Yeah, come on, fellas, and keep those guns cocked. He's telling us. He's got to have that thing wrapped around me. Somewhere. 
Skipper, this Kong is the biggest thing in the world. Why shoot those men off that log like they were flies? All those men lost. It's incredible. Driscoll said he'd try and signal us if he found Anne. You'll never see either one of them again. Don't give up, Skipper. There's still a chance for Driscoll. Well, we'll have to wait till daylight. Then we'll bridge that ravine. Where's that other case of bombs? Uh, here, sir. This, uh, this monster you've seen, you think your bombs will stop him? If we can get close enough to use them, you bet they'll stop him. Oh, have you had any trouble with the natives? Yes, right after you left. What happened? We fired a couple of volleys over their heads and they took to the huts like scared rabbits. Gunpowder is something new in their lives, huh? Yeah, they're terrified. They haven't shown up since. Well, Briggs, take a man with you up on the wall and keep your eyes peeled. We'll leave at dawn, whether we get a signal from Driscoll or not. Yes, sir.
the ship for anchor chains and tools. What are you going to do? I'll build a raft to float them to the ship. Why, the whole world will pay to see this. No chains will ever hold that. We'll give him more than chains. He's always been king of his world, but we'll teach him fear. We're millionaires, boys. I'll share it with all of you. Why, in a few months, it'll be up in lights on Broadway. Kong, the eighth wonder of the world! <laughs> Better be good after all this valley. Heavens, what a mob. Well, you would come, and these tickets cost me 20 bucks. I can't sit so near the screen. It hurts my eyes. This is not a moving picture, madam. What? And Mr. Denham makes those pictures of those darling monkeys and tigers and things. But this is more in the nature of a personal appearance, madam. Well, I never thought I was going to see someone. Say, what is it anyhow? I hear it's a kind of a gorilla. Gee, ain't we got enough of them in New York? I don't like to look at him, Jack. It makes me think of that awful day on the island. I wouldn't have brought you, but... Well, you know how Denham insisted. Of course, we had to come when he said it would help the show. Do you think we'll really make a lot of money? Well, enough to pay him back for these clothes, anyway. <laughs> Gee, you know, it's the first time I ever had on one of these open front suits. <laughs> Hello there, you're just in time. Gee, you look great. I'm glad I dressed you up for this show. Well, Jack, $10,000 in the box office. Not bad for one night, huh? Hey, that's a lot of money. Ah, uh, that's nothing. We're gonna do that every night. Look at the size of that animal. Hope he's tied up good and tight. Sure he is. Denim's taking no chances. Oh, here are the boys from the press. Come in, boys. This is Miss Darrow and Mr. Driscoll. How do you do? How do you do? It was Mr. Driscoll saved you from the ape, wasn't it? Yes, he was alone, too. All the sailors with him had been killed. Alone, eh? How'd you ever tackle that lady? Well, Mr. Denham got him. But the rest of us were running like scared rabbits. And Mr. Denham had the nerve to stand there and chuck bombs. Well, so you're the hero. Come on, give us a story. Yeah, come on, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, wait a minute, wait a minute. Lay off me, boys. Miss Darrow's the story. If it hadn't been for her, we couldn't have gotten near Kong. He followed her back to the village. Beauty and the Beast, huh? That's it. Play up that angle. Beauty and the Beast. Kong could have stayed safe where he was, but he couldn't stay away from Beauty. That's your story, boys. That's a story, all right. Now, how about a few pictures? Uh, just a minute. I want you to come out on the stage and take your flashlights out there in front of the audience. I'll go out now and make a speech, tell them about Kong, Miss Darrow, Mr. Driscoll. Then when I call you, you come out there and take the pictures, eh? Okay. Stand by, Ann, when I call you. Oh, now it's all right. We've knocked some of the fight out of them since you saw them. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm here tonight to tell you a very strange story. A story so strange that no one will believe it. But ladies and gentlemen, seeing is believing. And we, my partners and I, have brought back the living proof of our adventure. An adventure in which 12 of our party met horrible death. And now, ladies and gentlemen, before I tell you any more, I'm going to show you the greatest thing your eyes have ever beheld. He was a king and a god in the world he knew. But now he comes to civilization, 
merely a captive, a show to gratify your curiosity. Ladies and gentlemen, look at Kong, the eighth wonder of the world. Miss Ann Darrell, the bravest girl I have ever known. There the beast and here the beauty. She has lived through an experience no other woman ever dreamed of, and she was saved from the very grasp of Kong by her future husband. I want you to meet a very brave gentleman. Mr. John Driscoll. And now before I tell you the full story of our voyage, I'm going to ask the gentlemen of the press to come forward so that the audience may have the privilege of seeing them take the first photographs of Kong and his captors. All right, boys. <laughs> Arrow first alone. Stand in front of me. All set, Jack? Okay. Make it a good one. Shoot. Don't be alarmed, ladies and gentlemen. Those chains are made of chrome steel. It's all right, Ann. Get them together, boys. They're going to be married tomorrow. Put your arm around her, Driscoll. Hey, wait a minute, wait a minute. Hold on. He thinks you're attacking the girl. All on a roar. It's a small picture.
safe now, dear. It's like a horrible dream. It's like, like being back on the island again. Now it's all right. Don't worry. I'm going to stay right here with you. Anyhow, you know they're bound to get him.
Attention all stations. Kong is going west. He is making for the Empire State Building. Stand by for further reports. If he goes up there, what can we do? We won't be able to get near him. Kong is climbing the Empire State Building. He is still carrying Ann Darrow. That is all. That licks us. There's one thing we haven't thought of. What? Airplanes. If he should put Ann down, and they can fly close enough to pick him off without hitting her. You're right. Planes. Call the field.
Carl Denham. Carl Denham? Yeah. Denham? Well, that's the man that captured the monster. Well, Denham, the airplane's got him. Oh, no. It wasn't the airplanes. It was beauty killed the beast. What a great show, and hilarious when you watch it. So that was 1933's King Kong. So I hope you enjoy tonight's episode, and I will see you all next time on Wave Radio Show. So good night, pleasant dreams, and see you next time. <laughs>